The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We'll continue here this morning. Tens of thousands of Ethiopians on Sunday rallied in the capital Addis Ababa in support of Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed's government. Some were raising the opposition to the United States' involvement. Meanwhile, forces loyal to the Tigray People's Liberation Front have threatened to march on the capital, prompting a state of emergency. Commentators say that if the Tigray People's Liberation Front does reach the capital, it is likely to destabilize the region. The BBC's Ashley Lime has more on the story. What Ethiopia's Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed predicted a year ago would be a short-lived military offensive against rebels in Tigray not only continues but has escalated. Here are three reasons why. Fighting between the Ethiopian military and rebel forces has now reached the Afar and Amhara regions. The Oromo Liberation Army, OLA, has reportedly joined the Tigray People's Liberation Front, TPLF, in their fight against the Ethiopian military for their self-determination. The group is also accused of atrocities against members of the Amhara community, which they deny. The OLA, based in the Oromia region, were enemies of the TPLF, while the Tigrayan group held power for 30 years, but now they are allied and both groups have been branded terrorists by PM Abiy Ahmed, making negotiation difficult. The Amhara Regional Force is another actor fighting alongside national forces as they claim that Tigray rebels annexed land which has historically been part of the Amhara region. Their forces have occupied some of these areas which the TPLF also claim has angered many Tigrayans including some former officials appointed by the Ethiopian PM. The TPLF allied Tigray forces have said they will not stop fighting until the Amhara forces have withdrawn from these areas. With these many different groups involved, all of whom have different aims and different historical rivalries, brokering a lasting peace will be very difficult. According to the UN, more than 5 million people are facing a food crisis in Tigray. They also state that humanitarian aid to the region has been blocked by the forces of the Ethiopian government. The Ethiopian government claims this is a security measure as the aid convoys are, according to the government, attempting to bring weapons into Tigray for the TPLF. The Ethiopian government has decreed the TPLF and OLA terrorist organizations, meaning they won't negotiate with them and making a new ceasefire very difficult. Sarah Kimani is the SABC's East Africa correspondent and she joins us now. Uh, Sarah, good morning. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me, Kathy. A very good morning from Nairobi. Let me also welcome Professor Mamo Muchi, who is a Pan-African scholar, an analyst and research professor on innovation studies at the Tswane University of Technology. Professor Muchi, good morning to you. Good morning. To, uh, how are you? I'm uh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much for focusing on this uh, difficult problem Ethiopia is uh, under now. Sure. Sarah, let me begin with you so that you can give us a sense of what's happening in Ethiopia currently. You know, what do we know about these different factions that are um, fighting each other and the extent to which the capital, Addis Ababa, is coming under threat? Well, uh, the group that are fighting is uh, 
a continuation of what started in November last year, uh, the government trying to take control of the Tigray region against the TPLF. It has already uh, declared a terrorist organization, and the TPLF now coming together with other uh, militants and rebel movements to continue control, not just of the Tigray region, but other parts uh, of Ethiopia. And this is what is now being called the march to uh, the capital Addis Ababa, although uh, the government of Ethiopia has refuted this claim and said that uh, uh, the rebel groups are quite far, more than 400 kilometers away from Addis Ababa. And the government is saying it is almost impossible for them to reach uh, Addis Ababa. However, these same groups uh, held a meeting in Washington D.C. Uh, last week and began uh, the process of forming a coalition, they say, that they will use uh, to oust Dr. Abiy Ahmed, that is the Prime Minister of Ethiopia. Professor Muchi, perhaps let's take a couple of steps back and talk about the context that has led us to where we are today. Um, I, I think uh, it's a, a tragedy now that that Ethiopia is uh, really in this very, very difficult situation. Um, and this has taken all one year uh, of uh, fighting and a lot of people dying. And all these people that die, most of them, they are ordinary people, uh, innocent people that have nothing to do with the politics, uh, the politics that has driven this war, that has imposed on their lives. So I think uh, what we should really uh, very strongly uh, re remember is that the Ethiopia in 1991, when the Tigray People's Liberation Front came, imposed what's called an ethnic federal arrangement. It's like very much like your apartheid here in South Africa. It's that system has been there for 30 years, and it has it's really has been very negative on the on the lives of the people. No matter what achievements they may declare have come. The way it did was it divided the people. The people more value more ethnicity rather than their own humanity. Mm -hmm. So what we have is a very serious challenge where this system has to change, that this uh, Tigray People's Liberation Front uh, have completely, uh, they must apologize and they must completely, uh, if, if possible, their entire politics and the entire system they impose on Ethiopia uh, has to be changed and that change has to come what we expect the current government to do is actually to bring that fundamental change the constitution has to be changed everything has to be rearranged and the people have to come out of the current conflict to emerge to enter into an innovation uh, time where you know uh, creativity innovation where people try to really uh, focus on the welfare on the well-being and the service provision for the people, not killing them with war, guns and wars mm. and things like that. That has to change. I think that's my main recommendation, that the entire world must also be supporting this rather than, again, siding with one or the other and then uh, getting involved uh, in the conflict 
and then also reporting uh, it, reporting wrong stories that are not accurate. A lot of the media and others are doing things like that. All this has to change so that the main thing we should prioritize is the safety and the security and the peace and stability of Ethiopia. Ethiopia must come back to this stability. An African country that has never been colonized is an example for all of Africa. And all Africans across all of us must be strongly saying Ethiopia should get out of this war situation now. In fact, it should have happened not should not have taken one year, and now it should not continue any further. A major action must be taken to make sure a united action across the world mm-hmm. must be mobilized to make sure this, this war stops and those that have been creating this war apologize really genuinely and not continue to, to uh, get all these external actors to, to come and even complicate uh, the divisions of the people and the country. Uh, uh, in Ethiopia. That's my great uh, really appeal and suggestion to all of you, to, to all the people of the world and all the people that are fighting also mm. in, in Ethiopia. That's my suggestion. Sarah, let's take a look at you know this particular angle because we have Abiy Ahmed who was given the Nobel Peace Prize and yet at the same time you now have his government being accused of human rights abuses, including the mass killings of civilians and and gang rapes of Tigrayan women. And, and that in and of itself, of course, the human rights abuses are not just said to be coming from one angle or from one side of this war. But I wanted to specifically look at, at that and, and what we know about the extent of these allegations against his government. Yes, indeed, the um, region and the world is uh, shocked at how much the image of uh, Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed has deteriorated uh, from uh, what was seen as the man who was going to build peace in a region that has been, uh, you know, dealt by conflict. And indeed, when he came in, uh, apart from just uh, uh, making peace with the Eritrean president, he was seen uh, to, you know, reach out to other parts of the Horn of Africa region. He was key in uh, uh, the government that was formed in Sudan, uh, mediating a peace agreement. Uh, we saw him, his hand in uh, trying to mediate in uh, Somalia. But the, as, as the events in the Tigray region uh, continue to evolve, so did his image also evolve. And some people saying that uh, he was seen as a strong man, as somebody who was intolerant, and others saying that he has uh, failed to uh, embrace dialogue. But his argument is that uh, there is no way uh, a government that came into power to an election, uh, he's just been inaugurated in, uh, for his uh, term, can then be the one that will negotiate with what he calls terrorists. And he says uh, he is clear that his government will bury uh, the, 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 the TPLF and any other rebels with the blood of the martyrs that will uh, finally win the war. But a lot of people say maybe uh, being an adult peace uh, laureate, you should have embraced dialogue and that uh, the war in the city region is inevitable. But now it is a point of no return. Uh, the, a solution must be found, uh, but must be found before the whole country when erupts into a civil war. Mm. 
Professor Muchi, why are the regional bodies seemingly missing out of action? And we can even begin with the African Union. We know that Ethiopia held its elections earlier on this year in June, and there was a lot of contestation around those processes as well. But the AU came out and said those elections were free and fair and that they were legitimate despite the fact that you had a number of leaders for the opposition parties who were in detention. The media also came under attack and, and, and was being harassed. Thank you for the good question. But the earlier question you asked about the humanitarian crisis mm. uh, in Tigray, uh, the humanitarian crisis is not only in Tigray. Uh, it's also in Western Wellega, the Amhara, the Afar. Many people have, have suffered a lot. Often what you hear from the international uh, media uh, is that they only focus on the humanitarian crisis in, uh, in Tigray. But they don't mention the, almost the genocide that's being committed against the Amhara and and uh, and other areas like the Afars and even the Somalis. Many many people have suffered uh, in all in, in many parts of Ethiopia, and that has not been uh, recorded very well and explained. The other important thing that you should all uh, also notice is that the the Human Rights United Nations Human Rights uh, Council. And then the Ethiopian Human Rights and others, they all say they have now investigated what has been going on in Tigray. And they did not say, they did say that it, the, the, the rating and all the criminal activities was not done by the, the, military, the, 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 the government's military. It was done, they said, by the Tigray People's Liberation Front uh, uh, rebel forces. That's what they are saying. So uh, I think you should all read it. And that's what uh, what we don't know. I must say to you is that exactly what is the truth and what is not must be can only be verified and uh, finally acknowledged when real research uh, with real data, real investigation is done. When after the war is stopped, that's why the sooner the war is stopped, the better for all all these things, for all these mm. strange things that have been reported globally uh, in the world about all these things that's happening in Ethiopia, which is scary because even you hear what things have not been done in the Nazi and on the Holocaust and everything. What you hear is in Ethiopia, all strange things that have been happening against ordinary people, the children. Children have been made as soldiers. You can imagine things like that have happened. The question you ask me now is very important. The, the Africa Union uh, has, has suggested Abbasanjo to be a, uh, a mediator. I, we, heard, we heard that he's even now in, gone to Makale, and, uh, the, the, and some of the civil society people, uh, the guy called Obang, uh, I heard is also, I heard that story, how true it is, I don't know, in Makale. So what I'm, I'm hearing is that, that, that the, 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 from the side of the, the African Union, they, they are trying to to motivate, I think they have done some actions like this, but what they have not done is stopping the war. The war has not been stopped, and the 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 the, the Liberation Front was said to have started the war. They, were, they must be the first to stop the war. They have to to do it. If they have not done it, 
uh, and the African Union and others are not in a strong position to make them say, you must stop the war. You should not have started it to begin with. This is anti-African, not just anti-Ethiopian. And you have done a wrong thing. They should say that to them very strongly. All of Africa should be. Even South Africa here. All, all in, the, in the whole area. In the region also. IGAD. That entire area. You know, the East African, all these other areas. They should be really strongly, strongly taking action to make sure that the, 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 that the ones that started it must apologize and stop it. That is the first thing that should be done, and not get into another war, and, and more uh, war to continue. No, that has to be stopped. Africa Union must act very strongly, and the capital uh, of the Africa Union is Addis Ababa. And why is Addis Ababa should be under threat, well, from what we hear? So I think that is something we should all be together and really strongly act, not just talk, but act to make sure that those that started this war, a wrong war, never, never should have been done. They should be made to stop it and apologize. And that's the best thing that we should all struggle and recommend and encourage the African Union to take action, not to just be uh, having meetings and protocols and, and just uh, declarations. No, no, that's not enough. Action is very important. Mm. Action without a vision is a nightmare. That's the nightmare of ethnic uh, division and divide and rule that was imposed on Ethiopia be stopped. That's what my strong recommendation and appeal is to Let all me, of them, to all, sure. all who, are, who are in this uh, mess now. Let me go to Romeo, who's calling us in Gauteng. Romeo, good morning to you. Good morning, Sisekete, and uh, to your guests, uh, both of them. Uh, Kete, I've got a question that I would want to ask, but you, you extremely touched the part of it. I did not hear how your guests uh, answered the question. I, my question is in line with we saw that in Ethiopia the crisis is worsening and is going into west, going out of the end. In as much as your guest is analyzing that, I think a genuine uh, apology is needed. My question is. The formation of AU, we understand the, during those times when AU was formed, it, the idea was the uh, liberate Africa. But now that Africa is liberated, uh, what are the other strong institutions that are found in AU that uh, is similar to United Nations when we saw uh, recently, two or three, four days ago, the Security Council mm. is sitting, deciding over the issue of Ethiopia. Why this is our own EU in Africa? What is it that we are doing? Because when I hear that they are saying African problems for Africa, what kind of problems that we stand and we can resolve on our own if EU? is folding their hands without a council called the EU Security Council that gives the mandate and to say stop this is what we saw ECOWAS two or three years ago and we saw the leader step aside. So if EU is quiet, can we trust on our own or should we say it's just an organization for the sake of being having an organization and yet we are being still ruled by the outside organization. Thank you very much. Mm.
Okay, Romeo, thanks Thanks for that point. Sarah, let me allow you to come in here and perhaps also just speak to the issue of, of the regional bodies and where they are, what they're saying about the situation. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, the African Union has come under heavy condemnation uh, for what is seen as uh, its silence, and especially because it's inside uh, the country. So a lot of people say uh, it could have done better, it could have you know, spoken earlier, uh, but the chairperson, uh, Musa Faki Muhammad, says that he has spoken and that uh, they have given their position. However, one of the issues that always comes up is the issue of sovereignty. There's only too much they can do. Uh, they can condemn, uh, they can probably uh, do like they have done, uh, appoint a mediator, appoint a fact-finding mission. But in terms of, uh, you know, entering completely and taking over, uh, Ethiopia, or even managing to stop the war uh, without going through meditation, you know, like a military solution, uh, those are uh, a, a, a solution of last resort. For example, uh, what you see now in Somalia, the African Union Mission for Somalia, those are of last resort because uh, Ethiopia, we say, is a sovereign country, and also uh, these are almost, you call them big brothers, so they're always looking out for each other and uh, they wouldn't want to be seen to interfere with the uh, in-house affairs of Ethiopia because a lot of those leaders will uh, put themselves in the position of Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and say, today if we interfere with how our Prime Minister Ahmed is doing his business, next time it will be our country. And that's why you see that most of the time, for example, when the coups happen, the most that the African Union does is uh, suspend. Uh, the membership of a country. For example, now, Guinea has been suspended from the African Union. Uh, Mali has been suspended from the African Union. But that is as far as it goes. Uh, why? The international organizations, because they have economic might, they are able to do more. For example, you see, uh, right now, the U.S. has been able to say the markets are closed. Our markets are closed for Ethiopia. They will not be able to bring in their goods. Or in terms of South Sudan, they say, so and so, you, your visa is revoked. You cannot be able to enter our country. But the neighbors have really nothing much to do. And some of them uh, have been known to gain. Some countries in the neighbor, in neighbors, when, when there is a war in one country, mm. others have been known to gain uh, from the bloodshed and from the war that is happening. For example, a report uh, that the Kenyan government is yet to comment on is saying that... Uh, there are people within uh, the political arena in Kenya who have right. been benefiting from mm-hmm. uh, dirty money that is coming from South Sudan. So those are the kind of issues. In terms of what uh, the region is doing, the East African community will, on the 16th uh, of the, no, the IGAD, will be holding a summit on the 16th of this month uh, to debate the issue in Ethiopia. Uh, President Museveni has called for that meeting, and we understand right. he will be holding a meeting later today all right let's leave it there then for this conversation it's just after 11 30 and musa has your latest headlines